With the seventh pick of the 2023 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers selected the small forward out of France, Bilal Koulibaly, but traded him away to the Wizards and acquired power forward Jarris Walker. Locked On's NBA draft coverage is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Let's bring in our host of Locked On the podcast for the Pacers, Locked On Pacers, Tony East. Looking at the player, many say is one of the most NBA-ready of this draft because of his defensive versatility. What was your thought about Indiana trading for Jairus Walker? Yeah, Walker, I thought, was the perfect fit for them. Quite frankly, all along, I picked him in the Locked On mock draft with the seventh pick, so some shrewd business by the Pacers, which we'll get to in a second, but a perfect fit for what they need. They've talked about their need for defense all offseason long, and he can certainly be that. Perhaps the best defensive forward in this entire draft class, depending on how you feel about some other guys, fits in perfectly with the Pacers, what they need, what they're hoping to have at that position. So to be able to still get him and make a little move is great business by this Pacers team. Yeah, and I think that's an absolutely great point because when I take a look at the depth chart, you've got Tyrese Halliburton, you've got Andrew Nebard and Buddy Heal. So that's kind of good to build around. And of course, if they keep the center, Miles Turner, which I'll ask you about a little bit later, that's absolutely an amazing move for them. Kind of a coup of sorts, if you will. Now, again, when you look at this team and we just talked about it, they're one of those teams that's trending up, kind of getting a little bit scarier as it goes along. Do you think this selection of Jairus Walker, especially kind of making the moves that the Pacers made to get him will help to ultimately improve the front court as far as them contending in the near future. I do. I do. I think Walker fits really well with Miles Turner as those front court defensive players, which is what the Pacers need. And I don't know if Walker will start right away. Perhaps some other moves or signings could be in the cards for this Pacers team because they want to take a pretty big step forward this coming season. But in terms of how it'll all fit together, yes, I do think he will be a piece that they need. And even in the future, you can never predict what an NBA roster will look like in one, two, three seasons, right? It changes so fast. But it looks like they'll have Tyrese Halberton for a while. It looks like they'll have Matherin for a while. And Walker will fit with those guys basically regardless of who the surrounding talent is. So a great move by them to pick up somebody who could be a part of that as they ascend and try to become that contender in the Eastern Conference. Indeed, indeed. So some of the things that you saw, and it's interesting because just on our another one of our shows, we heard that same thing, kind of that excitement, like, yeah, I got my <laughs> mock draft right, if you will. What were some of the things you saw in Jairus that made you say, hey, I think this guy absolutely could be a fit for this Indiana Pacers organization, not just the team on the court, but off the court as well? The team defense on the court was the big thing. His block rate at Houston, extremely high. He could guard several different positions, rotate around, blow up opposing teams' plays like crazy. That stood out to me when watching the film. And he can guard multiple positions, right? The Pacers absolutely need that. They have a lot of guys who struggle to guard up. They didn't have any size at the forward spots. And he can really do that. As for culturally, when he came in for his draft workout, he met with the media. A super nice guy shook hands with every exec and scout in the room as soon as as soon as the workout was over, uh, was very jovial, extremely sweaty, and did not put his shirt on so I could see that he is extremely muscular as well, which has less to do with him as a person, but seems like he'll fit in very well uh, with this organization as a player in person. You know, Tyrese Halliburton, their star, was watching a lot of these workouts, so of course they got to know each other. I'm sure a uh, yeah, great fit with this team in many ways, and I'm sure the Pacers were psyched to get him at eight. 
Indeed, indeed. And one of the things that you mentioned as well is what you'll be looking for in that four, because right about now, you really need to be about three and D. You really need to be able to stretch and really give your team something in one of two ways, if not both ways, honestly, because you were looking for that two-way play. But of course, the ability to defend at any point, I think that's so critical what you made, uh, the point whether you're talking about at the one or defending at the five, that's important. But also being willing to go out and just evolve your shot on the perimeter as well. So does he seem like a guy to you that would be malleable for the Pacers to be able to help him to evolve his game? That is the part of his game that's going to be the most fascinating growth. Can he ever be a three-point shooter? He's got some of those connective skills on offense, but can he be the stretch four that teams covet? Can he be that kind of player? Because that's the bigger question mark about his game. He's got upside as a creator and a passer, but the shooting, not as much there. If you're a forward and you can defend, you'll be on the floor in the NBA, no problem, but the shot would be huge for his development and fit with any team, including the one that just drafted him, the Pacers. Now, you mentioned something a little bit earlier, Tony, and that's the business side of what the Pacers are doing, because because we know that there have been some moves, especially in the last 24 hours that are going to impact <laughs> the, the East overall. Right. So, That's yeah, nice. it's like everybody's eye is kind of on what's going on. And it's it's obviously it's been going on with the West as well. But we're talking East here. Right. Because you've got to get out of the East first before we can start talking NBA finals. <laughs> that said, what do you think about how this move might possibly impact what the Pacers are going to do now as they get ready to build up towards free agency and really start to round out this roster? Every team seems to be going for it in the East right now, except for the Wizards, ironically, who the Pacers just traded with. So they're likely going to need to be at least making some sort of signings to improve their team even beyond Walker. And the thing about him that's so great is that he could fit at multiple positions, right? So anyone they sign could both be a mentor and someone Walker plays alongside. I think that's crucial for this Pacers team. But yeah, they're going to have to, if they want to take the steps forward, they're talking about, especially as a lot of Eastern teams are ascending. Walker's just a piece of the puzzle and not the whole puzzle. They've got the cap space to do it, but I think he is step one of a long growth, uh, summer of growth, excuse me, for this Pacers team that they have another pick coming up. They've already made two trades before this draft even started. I can't keep up with these locked on videos I've been making for all of them at this stage. But uh, yeah, Walker, another part of that mix. And there certainly could be a team that's even busy later tonight. They still have three more picks after we speak. Indeed, indeed. It's going to be another crazy night here for the NBA draft. And like you said, so many teams in the East are indeed, they're playing chess. They're not playing checkers. So that <laughs> said, one bold prediction for what these Pacers might do in free Ooh. agency to get themselves in the chess game as well. Yeah, I think they could go after one of these really starting quality forwards that's out there. Maybe it's via trade with the Jonathan Kuminga or Tobias Harris. Maybe it's via free agency with the Harrison Barnes or Grant Williams type. But one of those players would fit very well, both next to and on top of Jarris Walker, a great fit and something the Pacers could certainly afford to do to keep building their team. Indeed, indeed. And like you said, it is nice and crazy over in the East. Everybody is looking to make sure they're able to get themselves in position to possibly contend to represent the East in the upcoming season as it relates to the postseason. So we shall see. We'll keep our eyes pierced on what's going on in Indiana because got a feeling, like you said, that it's not quite done up in Indy for this team. So for more on the Pacers, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Pacers podcast wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thanks so much, Tony. Thank you, Tanitra.